Warning, this podcast may contain Uranus jokes. Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Does anyone ever tell you you sound like Tim Kirchin? No. Has that ever? No, no, not at all. And so I guess he wouldn't play me in the movie. I'm telling you, it's freaking me out a little bit. I would take that as a compliment. I do like avocados. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. Hey. It's Ritz. It sounds Ritzy. <laughs> That's me. Ritzy. Hey, Ritz, how's it going? <laughs> it's going great. Oh. I have not gotten a chance to congratulate you and the whole community on the 100 greatest episodes ever. Oh, oh 100 greatest. You. Wow. That's that's, uh, that's setting the bar pretty yeah, high. Yeah, I don't know if we can live up to that standard <laughs> there, Ritz. But thank you very much. I mean, we couldn't have done it without you and the co-hosts. As we said on that 100th episode, it's been a delight to have you all sort of along on the journey with yeah. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. What a wild ride. Yeah. Always happy to third wheel with you. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded dirty. All right, let's get right into <laughs> it. <laughs> Just saying. All right. So littles have spoken, okay? Now, most of them were sort of yes, but no, but yes, I guess is how I word it. We heard from Joe Maloney, and he says, and I'm talking about our past guest, Tim Kirchin, uh, obviously. That's who I'm talking It had to be him. I'm telling you, littles, I was expecting, I mean, this would have been the biggest dream come true if at the end of the podcast he said, you know what? The littles talked me into coming onto your podcast, and I'm just joking. It's really Tim Kirchin. How, how great would that have been? But anyway, Joe Maloney wrote in. He said it sounded vaguely familiar, but it took Chuck saying it before it finally clicked. And now I can't stop hearing Tim. And then we heard from Debbie Mittman. And she said, I didn't hear the similarity to Tim Kirchin until you said something, Chuck. And then it seemed obvious. And of course, there was the avocado connection. <laughs> and then we heard from Maurice Werner, Mo. Neither of you are crazy. I heard it too, except for Tim Kirchin's high-pitched squeal when he's sharing some tidbit he can't believe he is saying, either because of how crazy good it is or scary crazy it is. And then we heard from Chris Tavenport. He writes, all exclamation, all capitals, yes, me too. I was like, did the littles set me up and talk him into coming on the podcast as a joke or something? So glad I wasn't the only one. Phew. Yeah, um, I think that's more like phew. Oh, right. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> th- th- thanks, Roxy, for that. Uh, and then finally, we did hear from Lee Gordon as well. He said, I did not hear the resemblance to Tim Kirchin until you mentioned it. Then, yes, absolutely. So, yes, Wayne Hickenbottom, if you ever need a secondary job, maybe you could be a voiceover. What do they call those stuntmen for TV? Uh, well, voiceover right, a voice stand-in. A voice stand-in. Yeah, there you go, for Tim Kirchin. <laughs> so, anyway, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Welcome. This is one of my favorite days of the year, Roxy. Well, and you too, Ritz, because I'll take one from you. But it is National Hug a Musician Day. Aw. Nice, right? Woo-hoo. And it's also uh, Sadie Hawkins Day. So, and apparently this is how it's worded. I don't know. I think I can still say this. Women become the pursuers of their crushes and ask men out for a change. Yeah. I think this. Especially if they're musicians and then they can hug them. Yeah, right. Right. But I I also, I'm going to just say it. I think this. I think we've come a long way since then. Well, I was going to say this nationaltoday.com needs an update, I think. Yeah. Personally, that's all I'm going to say. And we'll leave it at that. But I'm just reading what's there. And then we have an interesting for us, since we're all here in New York and on this day in 1927. Any guesses? Ritz? 1927. Something sports. You were around then, right, Ritz? Oh, Charles, Charles Lindbergh. 
Oh, no. That, I don't, you could be right. That could be a good guess, but that's not what I'm referring to. On this day, New York, New Jersey, Holland Tunnel, first underwater vehicular tunnel opens. Ah, oh, wow. Vehicular. So. I know. I was just, was did I, I said it right, right. I think so. I, I practiced that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then real quick, before we get into some updates, I have some confessions, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because based on our Meet the Littles guest today, I do want to get some things off my chest because some things come out during the interview. But first, I'm going to go back to our last episode, Roxy. Now, I'd never heard them called Toasties. Mm-hmm. Now, Ritz, I don't know if you know what we're talking about. Simon came on the podcast and he said... It's the, these machines, they're like waffle irons. They open up and you put slices of bread with stuff in it and you close them and they become these like little. Yeah. I, I think that's a panini press. Well, no, no. Cause that presses them. Yeah. This actually creates like a pocket, like almost like a hot pocket. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he calls them toasties. I'd never heard of those. And I kind of just played dumb last episode, but I'm here to confess. I actually had one of those in college and they are amazing because what you do is you just take a piece of white, well, any bread really. And you put some tomato sauce on it, a little mozzarella cheese, put the other one on top, close it up. Within like a minute and a half, you have like a little pizza, little like a little cal's, mini calzone kind of huh. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I had never Perfect. heard of it. So I had one of those. Now, here's a big one. Now, Ritz, we've been talking about this whole peanut butter stuff, and we're going to get to that in a second. But have you been, you've been listening to the podcast, so I know you know what we're talking about. Do you have any weird recipe things with peanut butter? Do you eat it with anything besides like jelly weird, or fluff? Weird meaning weird not to you, but maybe other people might think it's weird. Well, right. That well, seems to be the I, case. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. A, a peanut butter and tomato sandwich is not something I don't think that's on everybody's menu. True. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway. I've got to abstain from the whole peanut butter discussion because I'm allergic. Oh, that's and, right. I knew that. I'm, and I have to tell you, growing up, my three brothers... We're not allergic to peanuts and oh. would eat peanut butter at the breakfast table. And I would just be convulsing. Oh. <laughs> and my mom would be like, OK, guys, go in the other room if you want to eat peanut butter. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That must have been rough. I'm surprised they were allowed to eat you. it, too, honestly. But I'm not going to judge your parents. OK. Right. So well, <laughs> every man for themselves. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I've, everyone knows I've been a strong component of crunchy all the way. Crunchy. There's mm. I just will not even touch creamy peanut butter now. I'm going to tread lightly here, okay? But I have to admit something. Now, Simon on the last episode said he doesn't eat tomato and peanut butter, but he likes a good cucumber and peanut butter sandwich. Oh, my goodness. Right? I just It doesn't seem right. But I'm going to say this. You tried it? No, I did not try it. I'm going to try it. But here's the thing. I think a crunchy peanut butter and anything sandwich besides jelly or fluff and butter would be bad, where that's maybe one instance where I would prefer creamy. I can't ah. believe those words just came out of my mouth. But well, so, we have both options in our pantry. That's true. We do. Because I'm a crunchy. She's a smooth. And so. we might have a cucumber in the refrigerator. All right. Let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I'm not sure. Sh- okay. <laughs> Should I go make you one now and, and we I can, can do a test I can, live? And I can, yeah, and at the end of the <laughs> podcast, we can see how it went. Well, why don't we get to our fantasy football update? Okay. Roxy, yeah. on fire. Now, we're hesitant to do this. Now, people have been really nice on Twitter and Facebook and all yeah. that stuff. We haven't really gotten into it. We're not talking smack talk or anything because we don't want to jinx it. So we're screwed now because I have said we're going to do quarter halfway. Mm-hmm. We're, we're officially, we're just a little over halfway through the season. So we are going to give the quick update. Roxy, though, on a four-game win streak, right? Yes, which I'm pretty sure is going to be broken this week. Okay, well, because we're jinxing it I'm here. I'm playing Bill in the Woods. 
Who is that? Not sure. (laughs) Unclear. All right. I don't have him down here. I only have what I did was to break it down. I'm not going to go as in detail as we did the last time because I know there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are not into our fantasy. But these are the littles group. They're they're fighting hard against each other. We're going to start with the lowest tiered division. The barrel has no bottom, which is what we're in. And we have to give credit where credit's due. Ron St. Amant. Eight and one, leading the division. Chris Davenport in second, seven and two. And then we have a three-way tie. Bill Isaacson, Paul Parmley. I hope I'm saying that right. Why haven't you come on to meet the Littles, Paul? And the Loyal Littles podcast. We're hey. right. We, we got them right where we want them. Now, the key to... You're in the mix. Now, what we're going to say is, keep this in mind, Littles. We are tied for third at six and three. Oh, I'm playing Bill Isaacson this week. Oh. That's who that is. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So six and three. I, I Keep that number in your head. We're six and three. The Loyal Littles Podcast, we're tied with Bill Isaacson and Paul, six and three. Just keep that in your head. Okay, we'll come back there. Second division, <laughs> Uncle Benny's Fantasy League. We have Luke Overby, eight and one. We have Anita from Alaska, seven and two. And then we have John Miller and Patrick Moffat in a two-way tie for third place. They are six and three. Okay, now we get to this Raju Rejects League. Okay, now that supposedly this is the top league. Okay, and these are where all the veterans are and all the winners from past years and all that stuff. We have Rob Culpeen, Mr. Swagmaster. He is leading the division at six and three. Wait, what? The leading in that division is six and three. Yep. I mean, we if we were in that division, we'd be in first place. Mm -hmm. I mean, that doesn't sound like a very hard league to be. I'm just kidding. I know it's a very competitive league. (laughs) I'm talking to you, Smitty Scoop, because we had a little (laughs) off air talk about it. Because then it is a seven-way tie for second place. Whoa. So I'm not going to read all those names. So congratulations, give Rob, Rob his due, being in first at six and three. What up with that? But okay. And then it's a seven-way tie for second place. So that's our fantasy football update. We're going to just leave it there for now. We just wanted to give the, you know, I don't hear Jen back. I don't know. I didn't look. I know Claire's not doing well. I won't go too much into that. But Sully, I don't know where he, I think he's not doing well. I don't know. Where's Jen? Jen's our defending champion. So I'm kind of curious where everyone else is in the mix. Yeah, Ritz, we got to get you in this next year. Happy to step in. Yeah. All right. What are the cash and prizes, though? I don't think, I think it's just trash talk. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's just bragging rights. I just know, I know uh, Ron is hardcore. He wants to take down Jen. I know that's important (laughs) to him. All right, let's move on real quick before our Meet the Littles guest. We have some quick peanut butter talk. Roxy, you have the first email, right? I think it was from Eric. Yes, I do. This is Eric Barnes. He says, I want to live in a world where oatmeal, peanut butter, chocolate chip cookies are widely available. Skip the raisins. Oh, come on, man. Now, Ritz, where are you on raisins? You know, I'm glad you're asking me this because <laughs> I've been enjoying the banter over the last couple of episodes uh-huh. because... And I'll have to share them with you. I fancy myself to be a modest baker. Oh. And I do, in fact, one of my go-to recipes is an oatmeal chocolate chip craisin dried cranberries. I do not like the raisins, but I do like the craisins. Interesting. Wait, so you put chocolate chips... And raisins and cranberries? No raisins. I know. Oh, and, right? and raisins? No, not raisins. It, and I have a vegan recipe, so people love that. Uh, you lost me there, but no. <laughs> so you substitute raisins for craisins. Cur- uh, no, the other way around. You substitute craisins for raisins. That is correct. <laughs> what? I'm not following. I'm not even going to attempt to follow. I'm just going to wait till you make some and I'll try them and then we'll we see. Absolutely. And then maybe, yeah, we should have a little bake off. Great loyal littles bake off. Great loyal littles bake off. <laughs> you, that's what we should do. You all bake littles bake stuff. Send it to us. We'll 
eat it. No, what's his we? You're in the competition. I'll eat it, and then I'll judge. Maybe can't have a bite. maybe Simon can come over and you know help me out. I don't know. He's across the street. We could bring some toasties. Yeah, yeah, we could bring some toasties, and <laughs> we'll have a little great loyal littles bake off. Go. Roxy. We need, to, we need to call Paul Hollywood. Roxy's on He's fire. I'm telling you, here. she's four in a row in fantasy. I know it's probably going to end, but that's okay. All right. And then real quick, we heard from Lee Gordon. He said, Ed Butt must have read my mind earlier in the day. I was thinking that those cookies with both chocolate chips and raisins would be even better with chocolate chips and dried cherries. And I wouldn't put raisins in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or fluff and nutter, but I would and have made them on raisin bread. Now that's bringing a whole nother level into this. You know, Wait, are you what kind of bread? Putting raisins on raisin bread? No, no, I think just making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich oh, with on raisin, raisin bread. bread. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Could be interesting. Then he says, but I wouldn't make my peanut butter bacon cheese with onion and mustard on raisin bread. That would be gross. <laughs> As if. That's the gross part, the raisin bread? I want to know if, if any of the littles have had ants on a log. Do is you that, know what that is? That's raisins with like on celery with peanut butter, right? Yes. But crunch? No, I don't. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, he says, in accordance with my preference, I make mine on almost any other kind of bread with creamy peanut butter. If I want some crunch, I can always throw in a handful of potato chips onto the sandwich. That made Roxy's day. And then he says, Chuck, I forgot to answer your question. The answer is the peanut butter goes on the bottom slice of bread and the mustard goes on the top. So they are separated by the cheese, bacon, and onion. (laughs) And the chips, if you add them. (laughs) However, on a PB&J, peanut butter goes on the bottom, but there's also a thin coating of peanut butter on the top slice to keep the jelly from soaking into the bread. Okay. Information for life. That is interesting. Information for life, because that is a fantastic suggestion, and that happens to me all the time. Mm -hmm. See, what I do is I put the peanut butter on the bottom slice of the bread, but I don't want to then put a knife with residual peanut butter on it into the jelly jar because I don't like schmutz like that mixed. Right. So I wipe the knife on the top slice of bread and then use the knife for the jelly and then there's no schmutz in the jelly even though I know that sounds crazy because the peanut butter and the jelly are mixed together on the sandwich or they're touching each other on the sandwich but anyway yes so I guess I I have no idea what you're talking about. I've sort of done that. All you would need there is a layer of cucumber or tomato. Absolutely. Ritz, see what you're missing? You don't you're missing everything, Ritz. I, I don't think you're missing anything personally with this like cheese and bacon and I don't know. Anyway, let's get out of here. Let's get to our great Meet the Littles guest. And just in case you missed the warning at the top of the podcast, Littles, this episode will contain Uranus jokes. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. What's a loyal little? My memory foam mattress Don't remember me I said my memory foam mattress Don't remember me 
That old thing got grooves in it Where my body never did sleep I love this song. <laughs> Roxy loves this song. Yeah, this was a fun one. As soon as I played this for you, Roxy, you were like, you're going to play that on the podcast, right? Oh, I was laughing my butt off. It was so good. Yeah, and it's not even a jingle. So this is legit. We are being played in this episode by... Yvette Norwood Tiger and she says this is her newly released blues song it's called My Memory Foam Mattress Don't Remember Me and she says it was written by me after a music colleague Joan Cartwright founder of Women in Jazz South Florida asked slash challenged me to write a blues song so that she could feature it on one of her upcoming CDs now that's pretty exciting now Yvette also has a new CD out called Love Is, and it says it's a wonderful compilation of great jazz standards and original songs and music to celebrate the works of musical geniuses John Coltrane and Duke Ellington. So, Littles, make sure you check her out. You can find all her stuff on her website. It is just YvetteNorwoodTiger.com, and that is Y-V-E-T-T-E-N-O-R-W-O-O-D-T-I-G-E-R.com, just like it sounds. And you can find all her information there, how to contact her, how to get her stuff. It's really some fun stuff. So make sure you check her out. And as always, we'll play the full song. My memory foam mattress. Don't remember me. At the end of the podcast. My memory foam mattress. Don't remember me. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, we have a fun one for you early for this individual. Yeah. We're going to get into that. Please welcome to the podcast, Greg Dobbs. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Going great. Happy to be here. Are you awake? I'm wide awake. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing this in the morning, littles, and Greg is on the West Coast. So I feel like you're one of these people that were out there for a playoff game and it went long because, you know, it's late out there and then you get up early to be on like the Tony Kornheiser podcast, you know, and you hear these. Oh, thanks for getting up for us. We appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Well, I I, got to tell you, I've, I've lived on the East Coast as well. And watching sports on the West Coast is so much nicer. Really? We actually start games at 5 p.m. Uh-huh. or 6. I mean, Monday Night Football starts at 5.20. Right. Here. Yeah. So I don't have to really stay up late to consume the whole game. That's true. Uh, so it is. And football people think it's weird, but our first game starts at 10. So yeah. you get up, you, you do some morning things, and, and your first slate of games are on. Okay, well... Uh, for some it's of a, us, it's a different experience. For some of us, we're laying in bed with our first cup of coffee, watching our for the game. But that's fine. <laughs> and I've actually gone into that a little bit on the podcast. How it's for us entertainers, it's kind of weird because we're normally used to when we get out of the show, we get to catch the end of the game. Right. Where sometimes the game's over before we start our show on the West Coast when that happens. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you a little bit to the. I like the waking up and football's on. Yeah. You don't have to wait for it. It's just there, at least for us. I know you're already up because you're an early riser, but yeah, interesting. Well, listen, what we normally do is we turn it over to you. Why don't you take a quick second, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. 
All right. Hey, my name is Greg. I live in Auburn, Washington, which is about halfway between Seattle and Tacoma, about 20 miles south of Seattle. I've lived here for about 20 years, moved around a little bit, but mostly in the Pacific Northwest. I have been a Kornheiser fan since the, the radio show that followed Colin Coward back in, I think, 2000. And I followed his various iterations of that show and have been a PTI fan for since the beginning. I think I probably watched 99% of those episodes. They were the reason I got my first TiVo was because oh. it came on at 2.30 out All here. Right. I was working. So yeah, that's me. I have two kids. I have a 15-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son. And if you hear dogs in the background, um, like we do on on the big show, that's my two dogs back here playing around. (laughs) Now, where did you grow up? So I grew up in partly in Washington and then Idaho. Probably I spent most of my years growing up in Idaho, went to college at the University of Idaho. But I spent a little bit of time. I spent a summer in the Berkshires at Camp Winnedu as a counselor. So when Tony talks about his camp time, I have a little bit of insight in that because I bunked with a group of 13-year-old kids from Boston and New York for a summer, which was a an interesting experience. But being out there, I got to see, I got to go to New York, I got to go to Boston, I got to see a Red Sox game in Fenway and went to Cooperstown. So it was a good experience for, you know, a kid from Idaho. And how did that happen? Like you just answered an ad or something or? Yeah, there was a recruiter on campus. And I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do for the summer. And I went and sat in on it. And I had a sports background. And so they hired me to, to be a counselor and a, and a baseball coach. Oh, wow. Uh, so this was a sports camp or was it just a themed type of camp? Mostly sports camps. You know, they had a variety of stuff. They had some music and some water sports. Mm-hmm. But it was focused on, you know, a lot of lacrosse being in the, in the East Coast. Yeah. But yeah, baseball and flag football and basketball and roller hockey. So kind of thing that I would have loved to have done as a kid. But it was still pretty cool as a, you know, in my early 20s. Sure. Uh, so that's the only time you've been on the East Coast then? Um, no, I spent seven months working for the Richmond Braves back when Atlanta's AAA team was in Richmond. I got on there for an internship and worked in ticket sales for that mm-hmm. season. Um, so I lived in Richmond in January through September in 97. So that was my first exposure to living, you know, on, on my own on the East Coast. I, you know, got to visit D.C. a couple of times. So again, a good experience for a kid from Idaho. Yeah, sure. for sure. Now, and what did you study in college? So I have a, a master's degree in sport management. Hmm. Um, I have an undergraduate degree in physical education, but I never became a teacher. I went on to get that master's and my first job out of college was uh, working for a university in their intramural sports program. Oh, interesting. And is that what brought you out to the West Coast? A different job in the same field brought me. So my first job was in Dallas, uh, working for a university down there. And then I moved up here with a different company. And yeah, that brought me to the the West Coast, to, to the Seattle area, where I had two brothers and a sister had relocated to the area over their college years. And so I was very familiar with the Seattle area. And so yeah. it was a, it was a good fit to move. Okay. So you've kind of been all over. Now let's, I too. let's, yeah, right. Let's get into now, Tony, you, you said over 20 years now was PTI the first time you'd heard of Tony or did you know about his columns in the radio show before that? So no columns, but the radio show, like I said, in 2000, right. when I was working in Dallas, he was following Colin Cowherd on radio. Mm-hmm. And so I was driving around a lot and that's when I first started listening. And, and then, you know, he went off the air for a while. I found the podcast of the radio show. It would generally drop early enough that I could transfer it from my computer to my iPod shuffle. <laughs> and 
plug it into my car or listen to it at work. See, Lils, um, I'm not the only one. Continue. <laughs> I still have that somewhere. Too. I do, sure. too. I mentioned that the other day. I don't remember why it came up. Do you remember, Roxy? I don't. It came up for some reason. Yeah. I was well actually I was telling the story where my phone died and I had to get to the store to replace it but luckily and it was a day the big show dropped so I luckily went to iTunes I don't think it's a first generation iPod but it's one of the earlier ones but it still worked downloaded the podcast and I went to the store and I got some mercy on me because I went into this like store and there's like of course this millennial working I said have mercy on me I need a new phone he looked at that he I don't even think he knew what it was he was like I was like <laughs> you know I'm like this is an iPod <laughs> like I'm listening to podcasts he's like yeah let's get you fixed up so it worked so that's what you used to do too then yes until the damn delay Oh, the right. podcast play, which some of the newer listeners don't understand, but yeah, yeah, that was that kind of put the kibosh on that. And then, of course, we got iPhones eventually, and right. uh, could download the podcast wherever. Yeah, so. I luckily never had to deal with the delay. I was one of the fortunate <laughs> ones, not a millennial, but I was one of the fortunate <laughs> ones. Yeah, I can't even imagine. So having to wait a full day, right? Is that what that was? Yeah. Wow. Because it's so it, like I think it was a couple of hours originally, and then they messed around with the full delay. Yeah, anyway, yeah. But wow. it was a four-day, five-day-a-week show at the time, yeah. so you always had some type of content to be listening to. Right. Yeah, you're just a day behind. Wow. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That must have been interesting for them writing in and doing jingles and stuff like that, because that's back in the day when the jingles would be like, the turnaround was just incredible. It would be like the next day off of something he you said. You know, I'm not sure that the jingles started. You'd have to ask Jerry. Oh, until um, well after that. Gotcha. Yeah, I think Jingles started, you know, when they were in back in re regular radio podcast synchronization. Gotcha. Oh, so it wasn't such a big deal. Gotcha. So the write-ins, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, they're similar to now with the podcast format, where you're writing in about things that happened, and yeah, you know, you're not getting the the instant feedback because they right. used to read stuff that came in during the yeah. show. Yeah. Right. Right. We've heard stories about that. That's way before my time, too. Um, <laughs> so now you kind of said you've sort of all over. I know most of it's been West Coast. And so, yeah, where's your sports fandom lie? What teams do you like? So this is interesting. So I, I mentioned I, I grew up in Idaho. So there's no real, right. you know, there's no real connection. There's no professional sports team. So I was really a fan of whatever I could get on TV. Mm -hmm. And so this is the 80s and, you know, early 90s as I'm developing this. So TBS, Turner Broadcast, mm. was everywhere cable-wise. So I was a Braves fan because we got to see the Braves all the time. And right. the, the, the Cubbies were on, too, on WGN. That was on our cable system. And then the football teams that we got predominantly throughout the 80s was uh, the Denver Broncos and the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. So as I was a quarterback in high school, so I had an affinity for watching good quarterback play. So I loved yeah. watching Elway and Montana. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of my growing up. That's what I was watching. And, and then the Bulls were on the TV all the time. So right. you know, kind of, you know, and, and it was Jordan. So I developed a liking for that. But for the last 20 years, it's been very Seattle centric. I tell my kids a story that there was a seminal moment in the Mariners history. They had a one game playoff against the Angels in 96, 95, maybe they went mm -hmm. on their first playoff run. So this is a big deal in Mariner world. Sure. I tell my kids the only time I ever skipped class, it wasn't exactly true, but I skipped an anatomy lab where we were cutting up cadavers and went and watched this one game playoff. And I absolutely remember that playoff game better than anything I did in that anatomy class. Of so course. sometimes, sometimes there's reasons to not be in school. Yep. 
So yeah, so it's the Seahawks, the Mariners. We now have a hockey team, right. which I'm sure is going is to sell out consistently. Yeah, so... Uh, now, are you being serious there, or are you being... Oh, no, I think they're going to do in- incredibly well. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, Wilbon had poo-pooed that at some point. Seattle's not a hockey town. What the hell is Wilbon? Seattle. <laughs> exactly. It's One like of a hot a jump from Vancouver. What does he mean? Yeah. Um, no, and and Seattle, you know, has huge support for the for the Sounders and even for for the Storm. So, yeah, we're a pretty good sports town, even without an NBA team. Okay, I'm I'm a little well. We'll get there in a second. Sounders, what is that? Is that soccer? Yeah, that's the soccer. Oh, okay. Hey, and the Storm is the W. Yeah, no, I knew the Storm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, they're good. Storm's a pretty good team, right? They are. Yeah. So, what do you going back now? What do you think the odds are? Because I mean, I can't remember who it was, Roxy. We were interviewing someone from the East Coast, but he was from the West, and he's mm-hmm. diehard Supersonics fan, and he was heartbroken when they left. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd say. Now, did they build a new arena for the hockey team? Well, they remodeled the the, old the arena that had been gotcha. um, in the Seattle Center forever, and so yes, that is Amazon-sponsored Climate Change Arena. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. what I'm wondering now that they have that and it's open and it's running. Maybe that'll help get the basketball team back because I, I do. I miss the Seattle SuperSonics. I don't know why. I just remember them in high school and them being a decent team and just I don't know. It's just always sad when teams leave. You know, I still feel for like the St. Louis fans when they lost their football mm-hmm. team because they were pretty good. You know, I mean, they won that Super Bowl back, what was it, 2000, 99 to 2000, I believe. Greatest yeah, show on greatest turf, show right? On turf. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. See? And then they just like up and left. And it's just, it's kind of sad. That's all. Because that's a good sports, yeah, St. Yeah. Louis, good sports town. Good sports town. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny that the only person who didn't see the, the whole moving to Oklahoma City was Howard Schultz, the guy who owned the team and sold it. He <laughs> said he had absolute confidence that they were going to keep the team in Seattle and everybody else. It's like, are you crazy? They've made it known they're from Oklahoma. They want a team in Oklahoma right. City. Yeah. So, which is interesting because I feel like they would do better in Seattle, but they, you know, I don't know the numbers. So who knows? But all right. Well, listen, Greg, we already have to take a break. You can stick around, right? Absolutely. All right. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. I'm Christopher Giannini from Memphis, Tennessee, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Littles, we are so excited. We have Greg Dobbs here with us, and we're going to continue getting to know him and meeting him. And we're also (laughs) going to apologize because we kind of have a stop the hammering situation going on over here. Well, they did just stop. WTFC Podcast Studios, (laughs) what we call it, (laughs) a.k.a. our apartment. Yep. And well, no, because Greg said when we started, there might be dogs. Now we're a little bummed. We haven't heard any dogs yet. So, um, no, they're, they've decided not to play. They're just laying down. <laughs> That's what all right. Are, like, what are their names? Group. The other one's off wandering somewhere. Aww. What are their names? Uh, Griffin and Oakley. Griffin oh, and Oakley. so cute. Nice. Well, we don't know what's going on. We had construction for like months. Yeah. To the point where we had to start recording other places because it was mm-hmm. so loud. And it's been done now for, like, I want to say, six months, like the entire summer. There was yeah, nothing. Yeah, the entire summer. And all of a sudden gone. it started, which makes no sense because it's the fall and it's getting cold out. And I don't know. Anyway, back to you. <laughs> now, you said you worked in Richmond. Now, when was that? Oh, that was the 97 season. Oh, okay. So that was way pre-chatter, everything like that, all that yes. stuff. Gotcha. Now, have you ever uh, gotten an email read on the show? My wife has. My wife got a 40th birthday shout out for me. Oh, uh, nice. Because I was going to be a man. 
And then I sent in some Canadian. I was up in Canada, got some this something called a Macintosh toffee. Uh, you guys have visited Ooh. Canada mm-hmm. touring, but this is yeah. a caramel toffee that they make. I sent some of that to the show and got the email read back when they were in chatter. Oh, nice, ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not it. sure I've been read otherwise. I've sent some in. It just clearly I'm not. You know, I don't qualify. <laughs> Well, you ha- if you start sending them into us, maybe we'll read them on our show. Uh, you know what? If I have another outlet for, for, for these rants because oh, yeah. nobody in my house cares to listen to these things. <laughs> my, my wife is, as you guys, as you would describe, a, a tiny. Yeah. And my kids are even tinier. They're minis. Uh, we, we have a my, name for them now. Minis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that, Greg, because we came up with an idea of maybe creating another segment on the Loyal Littles podcast of reading emails that didn't get read on the big show. Yeah. Because we always hear about, oh, I submitted this email, but it wasn't good enough. It didn't get read or da, da, da. And, you know, nowadays you have to be careful, though, because now sometimes it takes like weeks to get an email read, even though the content is very um, specific specific and dated and stuff like that. So I was thinking that could be fun. That could be a fun segment. Emails that didn't get on the big show. So they're on the, the little show, you know, as we call it. That could be. Yeah. yeah, and maybe even Nigel will forward those to you. Uh, mm. Maybe we'll not. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> not happening. CC the, the Loyal Little Podcast. Yeah, yeah right, <laughs> right. Well, no, what I would do is look in the chat groups and see people posting things about, oh, my email didn't get read, so then yeah. I just reach out to them. And as long as you know you follow the rules of the, the group <laughs> chat, you can do that. You can post <laughs> things like that and... <laughs> Smooth. Are we going to talk about breaking rules? I mean, now? we might as well. We're here. I mean, we don't have to, but I mean, <laughs> we know you've been on probation many times. No. <laughs> Was that the first time you got, you didn't get banned from the group or anything, right? No, I did not get banned from the group. Okay. Cool Aunt Claire did not do that. She um, has taken down a post or two of mine in the past with a warning. <laughs> um, and she's, I guess, said that warnings don't work. So I believe I am on the, my posts have to be approved. <laughs> to go into the onto the group i know that's probably annoying to you but i love that that just makes me laugh um now just in full disclosure i mean mr stevens jeff has taken a few of mine down here and there so you're not the only one i mean and we talked about that on his interview the first time it happened you were freaking out oh i was so angry (laughs) well because how is this what is what is what's going on like (laughs) i think because i was on tour and i took a picture of because i was it was i think i was excited because it was one of the first hotels we were staying in that had two bathrobes (laughs) (laughs) so i was so excited to share that with the littles and this is like, obviously, I'm very, I was new to the group at that time. And right. I had no idea there was like this list of rules. And yeah, so he just very nicely, I mean, he just took it down and was like, your post breached rules or whatever the word he used, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so well, at least you weren't, and I wasn't thrown out of the group either. No. You know, it happens. Well, I think Jeff said that he would allow it. And Claire said, that's why I took your, your admin rights away. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> so what I posted... Totally legitimate science article from a, I'm sure, reputable organization called Futurology. But it was, the title was something like, NASA scientists afraid to study Uranus because of the way people react to it. (laughs) And I read down through it and absolutely right. Who's going to want to post, you know, this scientific article that talks about probes that they sent in. Because you know that everybody from the late night TV hosts to our Tony Kornheiser on the PTI show is going to lead with a Uranus joke. I didn't make a Uranus joke. I was simply pointing out that these people understand that 
they have to go study Neptune because it's a better headline. <laughs> but it is so, a topic. Right. Yeah. It is a Evidently, topic that's yeah, banned. It's, it's, the, it's the whole topic. Even if there was life on Uranus that was we, found. Yeah, we can't talk about Peter it. I would say, no, this is a banned topic. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> settlement there that we discover amid, amongst all the methane or whatever they have there. Right. I would say, sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe if they found life, maybe then we would have a, a realignment of the rules. Probably not. I don't know. Maybe in all honesty, need, probably maybe not. Maybe we need Claire to weigh in on this. I mean, maybe. Maybe we'll bring Claire in on this. I don't know. I mean, look, and we love us some Claire. But, we, you know, she knows. We go head to head on this all the time. Yeah. She knows we're in favor of the Uranus jokes. Oh, yeah. It's okay. We could still hang out, get along. It's uh, all good. And it gets me every time, at least on PTI, you think they're going to go oh, there. Oh, yeah. That's it's the worst. It's such a good opportunity, and, and then, then they, they don't. don't. Oh, that's the worst. Well, I am in the never not funny camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And Sometimes you need that that's in your life. That's what we're here for, right? Yeah. yeah. So speaking of that, now that we know you're in the never not funny group, but are you in the crunchy or smooth peanut butter group? Okay, so I've heard this on a couple other podcasts. With people <laughs> like me, right? My goodness, is there some oh, yeah. heated discussion? We're not candy corn kind of territory, isn't it? Oh, we're getting uh, I grew up with my mom making a recipe of this really flavorful oatmeal-based cookie with crunchy peanut butter and chocolate frosting over it. Ooh. Which Whoa. is just a an incredible calorie dense dessert. So we always had crunchy peanut butter in when she was going to make those. So I'm okay with crunchy, but I prefer creamy on most things, but the crunchy in that aspect uh, on that particular dessert, um, you can't replace it with creamy. It just doesn't work. I don't know, Greg, there were a lot of butts in there. I'm just saying there was this, but this, but this, but this. So <laughs> that's okay. It's fair enough. Now, Roxy, that's a whole new level, whatever he was describing. Yeah. Because Roxy makes a mean, it's called, we've, I discovered in a recent episode, it's called the Bush Cookie, which we deep dived into that. Mm-hmm. And then we also found out. I still don't understand what, this whole two separate doughs that oh they yeah. then put oh together. Yeah. No, it's I don't thing. understand that. I, it's confirmed. It was confirmed. I was correct for the first time that probably ever in Loyal Little's podcast history. Now, what did you say that you put it? What was, what was on top? Did you say frosting? Chocolate frosting. Chocolate frosting, Roxy. Yeah. Um, right. It's a... I, I grew up knowing it as a homemade O. Henry bar. Oh, okay. And I forgot yeah, about O. Henry. Chewy, chewy oatmeal base with oh, all sorts of fat and oils yep. and good stuff in it. And then that crunchy peanut butter and, and the chocolate frosting. It's Wow. Uh, in fact, I need to go get the ingredients and make some. Yeah, for sure. And then send <laughs> no, some to us. No, obviously we're into our fun, dumb questions. We hope that's okay. We, we live for these on the Loyal Littles podcast because we're almost out of time, unfortunately. So what do you got, Roxy? Tell me three things you remember about kindergarten. Um, nap time. Mm-hmm. Yes. On the mats, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Riding the bus. Had like a 20-minute bus ride. Uh-huh. Um, and my teacher, if I have this right, it might have been my first grade teacher, sold ice cream in the summertime. Ooh. She had a little ice cream truck. Wait, oh that's so fun. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. I love that. I always remember that. My Dad, I don't remember why. I think my first grade teacher, it's funny that you said that, rented land from my grandfather, something like that. Anyway, I would, it was just so weird to me when you saw your teacher during the summer. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, outside of the school setting. Yeah. It's like, I saw a people. teacher in Victoria's Secret once, and that was like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> wow. When you were in first grade? No, I'm just kidding. No. Okay. What's a special hidden talent that you have that no one else knows about? Well, why would I hide a talent? Um, 
I am. That's a good point. I'm, I'm not particularly talented at anything. I've been Kevin Tabak, Kevin Abba Fabanibi, Evan Dubba, Kibbid, Stabing, Ibidibis, Hubba Library, Ibis. Wait, what? What the hell just happened? I've been Sebid, I've been Kevin Tabak, Fabanibi. Okay, I don't know what the hell that is, but it's brilliant. Is that like, is that some Star Wars language? I can throw a B into everything. Abe, Abe Sebed, Vibis Ibis my Tabalibind. This is your talent? That's amazing. We might need to do a bumper that way or something at some point. Okay, I don't. Wait, I thought the connection went really wonky for a second. No, no, no. That was him. No, I. That's great. I sort of got what he was doing. I. Hey, Roxy, you, you brought out my hidden talent for everybody to, to know. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. For all you commercial voiceovers. Wait, that's awesome. <laughs> and we're going to get a bumper out of that. Just you wait. <laughs> okay. If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? So I'm a big winter sports guy. I'm a winter Olympics over summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. I'd be a downhiller. Ah. Nice. I'd be, yeah, point the long skis down the icy run and hit 90. And yeah, that would be me. Yeah, cool. All right. And I don't know if your kids will hear this or not, but what's the worst thing you did as a kid? Um, I accidentally started a field on fire once. Okay, accidentally? <laughs> well, my little brother was involved. We were throwing matches on the ground and trying to stomp it out, and we missed one. Oh, accidentally. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> and my kids actually know that story somewhat. Oh, that's great. Oh, I, and I get it, because I almost accidentally started my room on fire growing up one time. And that was because I was so angry at my sister. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, I almost set the house on fire making a Pop-Tart. Oh, no. This was so. this would have been full-on arson for me, sadly. <laughs> oh, I didn't. God. And again, it was an accident because I, of course, thought I was going to be able to blow out what I was lighting up as a yeah. kid. You know, I mean, why gotcha. could... Yeah, it was just like that. Just like my birthday candles. Well, you know, what's... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Who would play you in a movie of your life? Oh, I'm going to go with Matt Damon. Oh, nice. Oh, that's a good one. I like him. I have no physical resemblance to Matt Damon. Doesn't but matter. I, I like he's a versatile actor. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And last one real quick. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would it be? I think Mighty Mouse would be fun. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's I, interesting. I, That's like the third or fourth time we've had Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse is cool. Yeah. Well, he can fly, he's strong, and he comes to save the day. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's great. All right. Well, Greg... Thank you so much for coming on and meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a blast. Thank you. We, I mean, this has been great. Now, is there anything we can plug for you? How can we find you on Twitter? All that kind of stuff. So I'm old enough that I was I recognized Instagram and Twitter as kind of being a thing and was able to get in early. And so I actually have my name, Greg Dobbs, in both Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, it's just going to be pictures of dogs and kids and skiing and adventures. And Twitter, it's almost nothing. Although, didn't somebody say that Twitter should be how I blame Comcast for issues? Absolutely. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't do much on Twitter, but yeah, my Instagram. But no, I, I don't have any particular interests out there that anybody would be like, oh, I need to go follow Greg unless they want to see pictures of my dog. Gotcha. Well, and then you, you cause some trouble on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to follow that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when you're not being banned I, from the group. I told her that I would try and do better next time. And uh. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, thanks again, Greg. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Absolutely over. But I'm not a malicious over. I don't change <laughs> other people's toilet papers. <laughs> Good. Excellent. Good for you. I don't either. 
I love the ones that do, though. It makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. Because I'm just not, you know, ballsy enough to do it it myself. It makes me want to, if we were ever to host a dinner party with all of them, it, it makes me want to put it the way that they don't want it and just keep keep changing it on yeah. them. Yeah. Just keep going in there and <laughs> yeah. doing whatever you need to do. Now, I did say how I do reverse it when your mom comes over. Right, there, right. she's an under. Yeah. I mean, for whatever reason. <laughs> you know, everyone has their faults. It's okay. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's all it is for me, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yep. All right. Thanks again, Greg. We really appreciate the time. It was my pleasure. It was great chatting with you guys. All right. All you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. You are our living to the loyal liberals podcast of the WTVMFCD podcast never All right, you two. We didn't get to do this last week, so let's get to the... Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. Thank you, Greg, for coming on and meeting the Littles. That's a lot of fun. Real quick, before we get into our Friday Five, I have another confession to make, guys. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I switched the toilet paper recently, but there's a reason for this. Where? Here? No, no. At my dad's. Oh, Okay, so I for littles that don't know, I think the last episode we said we were apart. I was mm-hmm. in Nashville. Yeah. Now I'm back up in New York. And I got to my dad's. Now, I feel like this is okay because I'm the one staying in the guest room for the next like three or four days. Mm-hmm. Okay? But I get there and I walk into the bathroom and I notice it's under. Okay. So I, of course, immediately flip it. Now, I think that's okay, though, because that's not like some stranger's bathroom. Yeah, that's the one that the guests use and you were the guest at right, the time. Right, so I think that's okay. Sure. But I didn't flip it back I'll before I left. It. I didn't flip it back. Well, we were just talking to Greg about it and I had said how I'm not one of those people. Right. And so I guess I lied is kind of what I'm saying. Well, you didn't realize, but well, now you do. But like I said, if I was only there for a day or if it was, you know, if I wasn't the guest, if I was just hanging out there and then staying with my sister, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, you've never done that at my parents' no, house. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Ritz, <laughs> let's get to this Friday Five. All right, so the this week's Friday Five is brought to us by Elliot Olshansky, who, by the way, Littles, grew up in Syosset, Long Island, where I grew up. How about that? Wait, what? Wait, that's cool. Amazing connective tissue, right? Yeah. So wait a minute, what are you, you like neighbors? So... I mean, the funny thing is we actually connected separate from the Loyal Littles world because we actually have mutual connections in the business world. And through that connection, realized like, wait a minute, you grew up in Syosset. He actually grew up in the neighborhood where my elementary school was. Really weird. So, so wait, so like you, Elliot and Betsy Jaffe rhymes with Taffy would like all like buddy hang out? hang out. Yeah, we could have conceivably been hanging out together, listening to Tony, all of us. Wow. Interesting. All right. Yep. All right. Question number one. Such a small world. Seriously. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. All right. Number one. Question number one. If you had to pick an anecdote from the show to be retold as a fable or folktale, what would you pick? Well, Roxy, this is going to be tough for you, obviously. I would, I mean, I'd have to deal with Reginald, right? I would think that's what I was, I would think. That's funny. (laughs) I mean, it's got something with a monkey. I mean, it's got to be some kind of like... Wasn't there a story where he said there was something in the in the attic or an animal living in the house that they didn't want? Oh, that's maybe right. In the, in the Littles' home? Yeah. Maybe. In the Little House, maybe? Maybe. The fox? Oh, or... The cranky old man in the attic. Wasn't There's a good there, wasn't there, Yeah. <laughs> there you that's go. a great one. There you go. All right, Rich, you win this round. <laughs> or like his... Uh, 
Summer home. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, so we go. You remember the Fox and the Hound? Remember yeah. that Disney movie? So right. It made so, me cry. Yeah, the Fox and the Hound. So that we could have the Fox and Reginald or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, that's a tough one. All right. Number two, what's the biggest cultural gap? The thing you know you should have read, seen, heard, but haven't. He mm. says, mine is the Godfather. Don't feel bad about that, Elliot, because until like three years ago, I had never seen it either. I'm now caught up, but I understand that. Mm, oh, I have one. I already know what yours is. It's no. It's Rocky. Hello. No, yeah. I was going <laughs> to. That's s- one of them. Okay, sure. Chuck, one Tiny of them. Chuck called you out on that. He did. No, but I His was. This is worse. The Warriors. I was going to say the show Friends. Oh. I've only recently started watching it, but not in order from mm-hmm. start to yeah, finish. Yeah, you just kind of catch an episode when you can. I just casually throw an episode on. But Interesting. Yeah, I was not a Friends fan when it was you on You and Tony television. both. Yeah, yeah, Tony wasn't either. Yeah. Oh, we have a connection. Oh, Roxy That's and Tony so has a sweet. connection. There's another fable for you, Elliot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy and Tony have a connection. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it has to do with your I mean, age. That was a huge. That, that was, was big huge when I was in college. So, well, that was big when you were I was like in what first grade. No, I'm just no. kidding. All right, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, everyone I knew watched it, yeah. and I was one of the only ones that didn't. Gotcha. So, all right, Ritz, what do you got? So, not to break Roxy's heart, but I've never seen the Radio City <laughs> Christmas Spectacular. What? I know, right? That's it's insane. Okay. And and you live like blocks away from it. That's I know. Insane. We're going to have to write that wrong. Yes, you uh, are. Definitely. The lovely wife and I will be coming this year. Oh, um, but I have to say in terms of, you know, more on the popular culture, and I'm loath to admit this because people will think less of me for sure, but I have never seen a Star Wars movie. Whoa. Oh, that's I a know. big one. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold, stop. Stop. The f- Bobby, are you breathing? Someone check on Bobby. Someone <laughs> someone check on Bobby stat. <laughs> wait, Bobby's here. Bobby's in the city. We can check on Bobby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to hopefully hang out with Bobby. We have to find him right now. Yeah. Okay. Bobby. Are you okay? And isn't Adam? Adam's another one, right? Yeah. Adam's mm-hmm. another one. Yep. Yeah. I've just never been the science fiction guy. That's okay. Yeah. But wow. I have a ton of them. Honestly, there's so many things mm-hmm. that I movies. I've never seen any of those like Goodfellas and all yeah. those. I've never seen. I've had to introduce you to Fred Astaire. So I've never seen. I knew who Fred Astaire was. Stop. <laughs> I mean, you have introduced me to a lot of other things that I didn't see him in, but right. I obviously knew who he was. Right. I've never seen. What's the the Hobbits? What's that? Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I've never seen either. the Lord of the Rings. No. I've never seen. My brother used to play the Lord of the Rings soundtrack in the car on the way to school. And it was like, I knew it was going to be a horrible, horrible day for me because the soundtrack is so like deep and slow. And I'm like, I need something to wake me up. Put Linkin yeah. Park on or something. No, but I mean, there's so many of these Sopranos, mm. Lost. I'm trying to think yeah. all these TV series that are so supposedly amazing. But anyway, all right, Roxy, what's number three? All right, number three. If you've reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts, what did you write? If you haven't, what would you write? All right, Rich, you want to go first? So I have not reviewed the show, but I thought about this. I would write, after every show, I feel smarter and happier. That's a nice review. That's a good. And it really is true. I always feel like I learned something. I think there's just really good, smart people that he always has oh, on. Yeah, and it always makes me happy because it just makes me laugh. Nice. So why don't you head up while we're doing ours, you should head on over to Apple, write that, and then <laughs> exactly. And then rate this show too. Um, <laughs> while you're at it. While you're at it, littles. <laughs> Will do. Everyone, while you're at it, 
takes you two more seconds. Uh-huh. Just head on over. I don't think I, I'm sure I have at some point, but I don't remember what I wrote because it was such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's life for me. I mean, Roxy knows. And I one of the reasons we created this podcast was for the days that Tony wasn't on. And that's why I love quick shout out Chatter on Books. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tori. Because we get to hear Tori, we get to hear DA, we get to hear other voices from the TK podcast that we enjoy. And I even admitted to her, I came clean. I said, Tori, I don't always like the content because I'm not a big reader and I don't know these authors, but I don't care. I just want to hear your voice. Mm -hmm. You know, it feels like home. It feels like family. So uh, that's what I would write. It feels like family. That's what I would write. By the way, it was great when you had her on the uh, 100th episode. That was huge. Yeah. No, she's fantastic. I mean, like we said, we talked for a long time. Even I wish we could have put more on, but it it was going to turn into like a two hour episode and doesn't make for good podcasting. So anyway. (laughs) All right, Rich, you want you got number four. Okay, number four. What's your favorite non TK little? Ooh. I have the perfect answer. All right. What's that, Roxy? So my cousin married and the married last name is little oh so i have cousins who are littles oh yeah i see what you did there so when i like anytime i'm addressing an invitation multiple times but anytime i am i put the little family And I just, they're great. They are wonderful, wonderful people. They're my favorite littles. All right. The first thing that came to my mind was Chicken Little. Yeah. I thought he's the one the sky is falling, right? Uh, Yes. It is? Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying it's one of my favorite stories. Maybe it was a favorite story, but that's the first thing that came to my mind when I heard the question. So I'm just going to go with that. All right, Ritz, what do you got? Well, right across the street, we've got Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, that's a a great one. And uh, we just saw it and it's phenomenal. It's a really great production. So definitely a shout out for them. You got Floyd Little and Larry Little. Oh, okay. And then I just love. What about Grady um, Little? That jerk. I I was going to bring that one up, but glad you did. (laughs) And then Chuck, Little League. Oh, that's good. That's cute. That is good. All right. Little League is fun. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, and then let's wrap it up. And then we have number five, most glaring omission from the Toy Hall of Fame. So this is a good one because this has been a very popular topic. They just anointed this year's inductees, and I believe, I know it was Risk, and I think they, one of the dolls, an American doll. The American Girl American dolls. American Girl oh, dolls. that's amazing. And then the big one was <laughs> Sand. Drum roll. Sand. Sand. <laughs> Sand is now... <laughs> It's yeah. (laughs) Roxy needs to start listening to the big show because she would enjoy that conversation, I'm sure. So should I just go with mud instead? Is that that was big discussion? Is that the same thing? Is it not? What do you got, Roxy? Gak. Gak. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good one, Roxy. Gak. Oh my gosh! Growing up, that commercial with the woman dressed as an old lady who of course I thought was actually an old lady but it was just a character and she would see the gack and go oh and then you could enter a contest to gack and slime one of your teachers and my brother and I wanted to gack and slime our lunch lady our head lunch lady because she was not very nice now granted the kids were probably very unruly. So now as I'm older, I understand. But oh my gosh, we wanted to enter the contest for her and have her win and then gack her. It never happened. But yeah, that was, was the dream. Just, yeah. That was the dream. 
All right, what do you got, Ritz? First of all, I have to say that I would never have voted for sand. Um, <laughs> growing up, in fact, near a beach, sand gets into everything. It mm -hmm. damages things. It gets in your mouth. It gets in your eyes. No, 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 no to sand. Did you hear the email on the big show? They're going to some, I forget who it was. My apologies, Littles, said we should all get on board and nominate water next year. <laughs> Perfect. Because, um, you know, you can play in it. You can put it in squirt guns. You can do so many things mm -hmm. with it. So what do you got? So my nomination, and this goes back to my high school years where this was the toy for every guy my age. We would fight over each other's Coleco electronic football, the little handheld oh, Mr. Yeah. Quarterback. Yep, yep, oh. yep. And they came out a few years ago with like the retro redo version of it. And I bought it and it was like just the sound, the little red LED blips going across the screen. It was like the lovely wife was looking at me thinking, what is this weird toy that's giving you this weird pleasure? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Da -da <laughs> you know, the one I was thinking of, I was going to go with Rubik's Cube, but I realized it was already inducted. I believe it was 2014 as I looked it up. So okay. I guess I'm going to, and I have to be honest, I haven't had a chance to look this up, but I don't think it's in. I did a quick glance, but remember the game Operation? Yes. I used to love it. Hey, that game. good choice. Yeah. So good. And it used to freak me out a little bit, but I was really good at it. Mm -hmm. like really Steady good. hands. Yeah. So I don't know. That could, that might be in there. I'll have to look that up, but that's what I'm going to go with for now. Mm -hmm. I think Gak's safe. What did you say, Rich? Remember, he, I was the uh, Coleco Mr. Quarterback handheld oh, right, football right, right, right. game. Yeah, I used to have all those. I used to have Coleco. I used to have the head-to-head -head one. Things, rock 'em sock 'em robots in there. I'm sure. I'm not sure. That was fun. I liked that. That's game. another good one. Mm -hmm. We'll have to look these up later. But that's what we're gonna go with. That's our Friday Five. Thank you, Ritz's neighbor. Elliot Olshansky. Growing up, I guess. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. Let's get out of here. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to head on over to Apple right now and tell them what you would say. About yeah. the big show and our show. Right. So the big show and the little show. Do them both. Just get them out of the way. Do it. Go over there. Go to Apple, iTunes, rate and review. We'd really appreciate it. Special thanks to Greg Dobbs once again for coming on and meeting the littles. And also we have Sean Morrissey, Christopher Giannini, and Greg Dobbs actually did our final bumper this week. Yeah. So we really appreciate those. And of course, Ritz, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank your lovely wife for us. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Just remember to always use the code. The title was something like NASA scientists afraid to study Uranus because of the way people react to it. Sorry, Claire. But hey, you were warned. My memory foam mattress Don't remember me I said my memory foam mattress Don't remember me That old thing got grooves in it. Well.
where my body never did sleep. Could it be maybe someone else been sleeping there? Could it be maybe Someone else been sleeping there Those new peaks and valleys Don't seem to fit my derriere <laughs> The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco.
and the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.